Hello, everybody. It's Jack and Lizzie here from the Catholic Banter Podcast. Say hello, Lizzie. Hi, Lizzie. Yeah, that's really not how saying hello works, but not to worry. Um, We've (laughs) noticed that what you guys are doing right now is you guys are kind of going back to the beginning and listening to the old episodes of the Catholic Banter Podcast. That's okay. That's That's a natural thing to do. Yeah. If you want to watch Game of Thrones, you know, you don't start at season seven, you go back to the beginning. That's fine. You want to be a purist about this, but do us a favor. Because you see, back then, we hadn't quite got the audio editing right and the sound kind of sounds a bit rubbish. Uh, We were big old newbies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got it much better now. But what you're about to listen to is the very early episodes when it wasn't great. So kind of bear with us and kind of remember that the audio quality gets better as we go along. And now here is one of the early episodes of the Catholic Banter podcast. Thanks for listening. Okay, so uh, one, two, one, two, testing one, two. <laughs> Can't you think of anything more originals today? Or does it have to be that because of the diction and the sound? I don't know. People just say testing one, testing, two, don't they? Testing, testing one, two. Okay, hello and welcome to a brand new podcast called Catholic Banter. My name's Jack Regan. Hello, I'm Lizzie Wakeling. Awesome. Now, this this podcast, we should probably start off by explaining a little bit about what this podcast's about. The only problem is we've kind of got a tentative idea. We don't really know entirely what it's about, but we kind of had the idea to do a podcast, didn't we? We did, absolutely. It was your inspiration. Jack is moving away soon, sadly, and we've been doing youth ministry together for a long time and we thought it was a good way of staying in touch and working together, continue to build the kingdom of God um, through working with young people whilst we're far apart exactly, at other ends of the yeah. country. So this one, this one's done together with my brand new mic, which costs like 90 quid. Uh, yeah, and uh, in future it may be done by Skype, so the sound quality might take a bit of a dive. So we originally had this idea to do a kind of a youth and young adult ministry podcast. Then we got chatting to our good friend, Father David King, who we're, who we're going to get on the podcast at some Absolutely. point. Absolutely, he's, he's a brilliant. diamond. Yeah, um, and he said, well, that's, that's a bit niche. There's probably going to be like four people that listen to it. And I kind of... I, we probably know all of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can probably just phone them, let's be honest. Or a Skype video call. They're all on WhatsApp. We've yeah, just got are. one chat going. <laughs> so what we thought we'd do is we thought we'd do a kind of a more general podcast about sort of Catholic pastoral life. So not not a theology podcast, because no. um, we've both got a bit of theology, but we couldn't do justice to that. If you want a good theology podcast, go for Pints with Aquinas. It's awesome. You listen to that, don't you? I love Pints with Aquinas. Uh, also, Bishop Robert Barron does a brilliant... Oh, he's, he's the man. Word on fire. That's yeah. a brilliant place to start. Yeah. Do you ever do? Do you ever do that? Like, what's your dream dinner party scenario? I I, I kind of go through different people, but Bishop Robert Barron is always there. Is he always there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he'd be he'd be good for a bit of conversation, a bit of intellectual stimulation over yeah. dessert, maybe. Yeah, but we're not going to make this theological. We're also not going to do an apologetics podcast. Again, we can kind of do that, but there's better podcasts out there, like the Catholic Talk Show. That one you love those on guys. Yeah. That one's brilliant. But what we thought we'd do is a podcast just kind of about Catholics who kind of work in the church and who are involved in some kind of ministry. So it's going to have more of a youth and young adult ministry flavour to it. Um, But we'll talk about other things as well because we've kind of got experience with other things. But it's going to rather unashamedly go into youth and young adult ministry. What I think we're both quite good at is bringing a Catholic perspective to everyday things Jack so um, that's what I'm hoping to bring to this is just to bring a bit of what it means to be a Catholic in this funny old world of ours and how we can bring that to everyday 
That's a fun, that's thing, funny thing actually. I, I'm going to throw in a curveball straight away. Okay. So the big thing that's just happened in this country, by the time I get this published, this probably isn't going to be uber current because it's probably going to take me until after Christmas because I'm about to move house. Um, but the general elections just happened. Yeah. Yeah, it's now Monday. The general election happened on Thursday. It's currently Monday, December 16th. The general election happened. The Tories won. Um, if you're listening outside the UK, I don't believe we can get listeners inside the UK. <laughs> but, Basically to we do ourselves there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're listening outside the UK, we've got Boris Johnson in charge, who's kind of like Trump, but English. Yeah, um, and so I, true. I don't know, I'm kind of, I, I, I'd like not to be a militant Catholic that kind of does politics all the time, but I kind of think, and I think you can be a true Christian and be on the right and on the left, and I don't think either really represents Christians, but I'm kind no. of a bit annoyed because I the think... The pro-life, uh, pro-choice agenda across the board was quite disturbing, really, yeah. with regards to options this time around. Yeah, well, that's the, the interesting thing is, I mean, whenever I'm talking to Americans, for them, most... I, I could be wrong about this, um, but most sort of serious Christians in the US vote right. Sure. Um, but I always try and explain to my American friends that's because we don't have... Um, kind of social conservatives no. you know um in the uk it was the conservatives that bought in gay marriage you know we don't have um that kind of split um, no. whereas we kind of tend to go left because we think they're going to look out for the poor Absolutely. but the only problem is the left in this country is so useless at the minute that really no one is <laughs> so you know, yeah yeah well we'll have to live with it for five years and see what happens won't we yeah. I, and guess. I think we need to get better at looking after each other as Absolutely. well, you know, as, as a society. We and that's where church is really important because mm. of the community that should be found there that you can then use to look out for each other. Yeah. And when you so fall in love with Jesus, you then want to serve his people. Yeah. Um, so ultimately, looking after the poor should come about from that anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. So the next thing on my little script, I've, I've, I've made a script, Lizzie can't see it, I can. I've got my laptop with Microsoft OneNote on my lap. As we go through these podcasts, you'll learn that Jack like, is a bit OCD and likes to be super prepared for everything. Yeah, but we have deliberately kind of made this uh, just sort of very, very unorganised. Um, so there's a basic script, my script is literally 50 words, it's bullet points. Uh, we don't have any kind of a producer or anything like that. The sound editing quality is is not quite going to be that professional. So this is this is very much a shoestring podcast. Um, so we're kind of going to wing it as we go along. But anyway, the next thing on my script says introduce ourselves. Okay. So um, what I think we should do is I think I should introduce you and you should introduce me. Oh my goodness. Or do, do you not want to do that? No, it, that's fine because you literally just put a little update on Facebook today of what you've been up to for the last 12 years because you did a little oh, yeah, summary of my time down south before I moved back up north again. So I'm totally refreshed on where you're at, Jack. That's okay. fine. Yeah. You can go first. Then. <laughs> and then we can add, we can add bits at the end. <laughs> so Jack is the first time I met Jack. Uh, I think his words were something along the lines of, "I'm a youth work addict or a youth ministry addict. I just can't get enough of it." Um, and I think you were quite new to the area, weren't you, Jack? Mm. And you were on the um, the youth commission for the diocese of Arundel and Brighton. Um, and I was like, okay, that's nice. Um, but then over the years, I've got to know Jack a lot better, and he he is, as advertised, a bit of a youth work addict, and he's been involved um, in chaplaincy in a secondary Catholic school um, for a very long time, and he was the diocesan youth advisor officer for Arundel and Brighton, um, and we've done many pilgrimages together to Lourdes, to World Youth Day, um, and he's been truly an inspiration and a bit of a mentor for me over the past few years. So thank you for that, Jack. 
Oh good, that's a bit of an ego massage. That's good. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, yeah, we've known each other for about, uh, I don't know, sort of 12 years now. Uh, we've just sort of been mates for a while. And uh, yeah, and Lizzie's actually now got my job. Yep. Yeah. It wasn't Thanks a, for leaving, Jack. Yeah, it, it wasn't a hostile takeover or anything like that. It was all friendly. But yeah, um, yeah, that's me. That's the highlights. I'm, I'm married uh, to a lovely lady named Jilly. And we've got a little boy called Timothy who's 18 months old and is absolutely gorgeous. He's not bad. Yeah. Baby's go. He's all right. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> and today there was a slight slide accident. Yeah, I, he, he, we went to the soft play, and he went down the slide faster than I could grab him. And he sort of, yeah, it, it was nothing dangerous. If you're listening from social services, calm down. It's good. But he was there was a bit of crying when he got to the bottom. Aww, yeah, I, was, yeah. I felt really bad for him. Anyway, I'll introduce Lizzie, and then you can correct me at the end. Okay. So Lizzie, Lizzie is from round here. We're um here. We're sitting kind of in East Surrey, near Gatwick Airport in the southeast of England. Um, Lizzie grew up around here, didn't you? I did, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I've moved around my whole life, but you're one of these sensible people that stay in I know, you stay put. Yeah. Lizzie is uh, somebody who, because we're going to be talking about World Youth Day tonight, had a big conversion experience at World Youth Day. I'm I sure did. we'll get to that as we go along. Lizzie spent a lot of her adult life in pharmacy. I did. I used to joke that she was a drug dealer. We decided a few years into our friendship that that was no longer a funny joke, didn't we? Yeah, but people still think it's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, so, especially in this new crowd, now I'm in the church and I tell people what I used to do, they're like, oh, you used to be a drug dealer. Because yeah. they think it's new and funny, not realising I've lived with it for years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but she, she always, uh, while she was doing that, she uh, used to do a lot of youth ministry on the side and she was clearly really good at it and a lot of people, including her, felt she was really cool to go into youth ministry and uh, she had a bit of a contract working for the diocese doing family groups, which mm -hmm. is kind of a cell group system um, and then I left uh, my post this year. Although actually, I'm still technically employed. I'm still on, I'm still on terminal leave today. Are this you? Month. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So we technically have the same job at the minute. We are. Yeah, We're yeah. colleagues. Yeah, That's but when something. I resigned, she uh, applied for my job and she got it, which I was so so pleased about. So yeah, Lizzie is the diocesan youth officer for the diocese of Arundel Brighton, which is a chunk of southeast England, and she's married to a great guy called Carl. I am. Who He's is wonderful. currently um, in the next room looking after their dog, which I'm very grateful for. Jack is quite afraid of dogs, even though he's half sausage dog and therefore tiny, Jack is still terrified of him. So yep. yeah, Carl's yep. very kindly babysitting, doggy sitting for us. Yep. Even though I weigh 110 stone, I'm 110 stone. <laughs> Blimey. That, that yeah, even though I weigh 110 kilos, I'm working on that by the way. Um, yeah, 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 I'm terrified of dogs. It's because I grew up in Germany and in Germany we had rabies and they told us basically avoid dogs. Okay. So I grew up really scared of dogs. Okay. But, but I see what they do for other people. I, I kind of. I feel like Archie could help you overcome that fear, and maybe towards the end of the podcast, we'll try an experiment. If we had already had followers, I'd get them to tweet and see mm -hmm. if we could uh, have a vote on whether you should uh, overcome your fear or not. So be mm -hmm. grateful this is the first one, then, Jack. We could do that, or, or just throwing it out there, we could not do that. <laughs> Yeah, great. Now this is the uh, section in the podcast after we've had a little bit of hello banter at the beginning. Well, I was thinking once we've uh, got some listeners, we could kind of read out their texts and emails and messages that come in. Am I being am I being too hopeful, thinking that's actually going to be a thing that happens? No, we've we've got enough friends that will kind of bolster us up for a little while to try <laughs> <laughs> pretend to be fake, you know do the whole yeah. plant thing of like, oh, I was wondering about this, just to keep it going, I'm sure. Yeah. But I was also going to do a silly icebreaker question, like one every podcast, you know, we can kind of take it in turns to okay. the question. I thought what we'd do today is, 
other than this, which is obviously going to be the best podcast on the internet when it launches, Absolutely. what other podcasts do you like? Okay, so we've mentioned a couple already. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've talked about uh, Bishop Roger, Robert Barron and uh, the Catholic Talk Show, but I quite like, there's a podcast for women, it's called The Gathering Place. It's quite short to the point, so if you've only got a short journey to do in the car, um, it's quite good, it's about 15-20 minutes long, and it's a couple of ladies that like to sit down, have a cup of coffee, and just chat about Catholic things from a female perspective. So, for me, that's quite a good one, I quite like them. Is that the one with Katie Pajama Grady? It might be. Yeah. I can't remember. She's an awesome person who's been involved in a lot of youth ministry, she's just started a podcast. It might be that one. If it's not, you should find and check out her podcast because okay. it's bound to be good. Okay, cool. I meant you, the listener, but you probably should as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> cool. Any others? Um, not that I can think of off the top of my head. But if I get my phone, I can check the app. What do you listen to, Jack? Oh, well, I've, I've just got the app out. I've got Google Podcasts out so that I can read it. I There's a lot of football podcasts in my life, so I like The Guardian Football Weekly. And uh, the Totally Football Show, where they just talk about all the weekend's football. That's what I'll be listening to in the car on the way home. And uh, Lineker and Baker, Behind Closed Doors, that's another good one. Wow. And I listen to uh, a psychology podcast called Psychology in 10 Minutes with David Feldman, because I teach uh, mental health stuff. I listen to the NASA podcast, because wow. I'm a big geek. Guess what it's called? It's NASA. called Houston, We Have a Podcast. Oh, no. I know, I love that. Oh. Yeah. And I listen to a German podcast, because um, I grew up in Germany, and I like to keep up my German and pretend I'm good at it. I'm, I'm not. And I listen to Dan Snow's History Hit, which I think is brilliant. Wow. And I listen to the Catholic Talk Show. You're a very well-rounded individual. Well, I don't actually keep up with all of these podcasts. Okay. Yeah, it's just when I've got a few minutes, I just have a look and see what's there. Okay. Yeah. The only other one I regularly listen to is the Divine Renovation podcast. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if you guys have crossed, come across Divine Renovation. It's a book written by Father James Maladin out of Canada. Um, but it's a truly inspiring way of investing in and developing your parish. Um, and it's fantastic. And they're really enthusiastic, passionate guys um, who can really inspire you to try and live out your Christian faith and Catholic faith in a new way. So that, that's quite a good one I listen to as well. I'm sure at some point we will get into Divine Renovation. I would hope so. Because it is really, really good. We both <laughs> went to the Divine Renovation conference in February, didn't we? It was amazing. It was, actually. It was really, really cool. Yeah. Okay, so today's topic is World Youth Day. World Youth Day. Yeah, which Lovely is um, a really, really great Catholic event. Um, how many World Youth Days have you been to now? Uh, three. My first one was 2002. I went to Toronto. And then 2005, I went to Cologne, and then I had a bit of break and went in, to, in 2016 to Krakow. Oh, nice. I've done um, a couple of those, but slightly differently. Uh, my first one was 2005 in Cologne, which was great. Were you there that night? It rained when we were all sat out in the field. Of course. Yeah, that was fun. Um, and then it just kind of stopped. It is. Yeah, and the guy next to me said, that's what happens when a million people are praying. Yeah. It just stopped raining. I don't really remember that as much as the rain in Toronto, because mm. it was beautiful, and it was a really clear night, and then we all went to sleep, and it was about six o'clock in the morning, and it was just the most horrendous alarm clock you've ever suffered in your life, because it just poured. The heavens mm. literally opened. So that woke us all up nice and refreshed for the papal mass in, in Toronto, so that was cool. Yeah, and I did Madrid. I've basically done a lot of the European ones. I did Madrid in 2011, 
that was brilliant. We did Days in the Diocese in the Diocese of Salamanca. We were in this teeny community in the mountains, which was really, really nice. We'll explain Days in the Diocese in a few minutes, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But that was the big that was the best part of it for me, those days in that little community. It was yeah. really, really nice. Yeah. And then we got to Madrid and the final mass was a ah, what was it called? Cuatro Vientos, which is a military airfield, and I just remember how hot it was. It was absolutely roasting. I've heard many a tale yeah, it was of Madrid roasting. and the heat. Yeah, and it was they had the Spanish fire service, God bless them, were going round basically spraying people. And when you know, when these fire engines came round, people were kind of running up to them like it was a refugee camp oh. and they were just kind of putting their arms out to get sprayed. It was oh, it was dear. it was great. But, oh it's yeah. good, okay, good. Yeah. It's, but yeah, it's quite cool being in a car out of a couple million people. And then I did Krakow. We were actually part of the same core team for Krakow. You were, wow, you were you were Leading it from the front, but I was definitely on the core team helping yeah. you out. Yeah. When Lizzie said leading it from the front, like not the whole World Youth Day. No. Just the Darcy trip. Aspect yeah, I wasn't Pope Francis. But no. This podcast would be much bigger if I was if yeah. I was the Pope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I'm married, so I probably won't be the Pope. No, no, not anytime soon. Yeah. So yeah, we've done three each. I've actually never done an intercontinental one. The furthest I've been is Krakow. Is it Krakow or Krakow? Do you know what? I was going to ask that same question. Yeah. I think the polls say Krakow. Okay, we'll go with that Yeah, then. we'll go with Krakow. Yeah. It's probably going to be wrong. Anyway, yeah, so what is good? I've got a few questions written down here on my list, hastily yeah. typed out on OneNote. This Fabulous. is all the prep I've done for this. So the second question, the first question was which World Youth Day have you been to? The second question is what do you enjoy about it? What's good about World Youth Day? Why should people out there go to World Youth Day? So let's explain what it is, shall we, first? Um, oh yeah, that's because people might not know. And so World Youth Day was initiated by St. Pope John Paul II. Ooh. And he wanted, absolutely. Ooh. That's the last time on this podcast I'm going to whoop. Because <laughs> I'm not American, I can't pull it off. Um, so he was really passionate about young people. And he wanted to create an event where he could bring um, young people together from all over the world to celebrate their faith. So he started these um, World Youth Days. And so they have an international version of these, if one every three years. Um, and they are fantastic. So I think Krakow, there were three million people, mm -hmm. young people from all over the world, together for the final mass with Pope Francis. And those numbers kind of fluctuate up and down depending on whereabouts in the world it takes place. Um, so the World Youth Day is not is more than just a day. Um, it can be sort of ten days a week. So some people will go and experience days in the diocese, which they stay with a local family and they get involved with the local parish, um, and then they'll move to the central city where the World Youth Day is taking place. And it's basically a festival type atmosphere. There's loads of concerts happening, speakers. You get catechesis. There's worship. And it's just generally a great place to hang out and be a young Catholic and kind of develop and form and grow in your faith. And then each uh, World Youth Day um, climaxes with ma uh, Mass with the Pope. So you all have to troop off to some massive field somewhere for a night vigil and then you all get in your sleeping bags. No tents, you just sleep under the stars. It's fabulous. And then you all sleep overnight in this giant field and then the next morning you get up and you have Mass with uh, the Pope of the time. So. I've had mass with Pope St. Pope John Paul II, Pope Benedict, and with Pope Francis now at each of my World Youth cool. Days, which is cool. So that's what it is. What's your favourite bit about it, Jack? I love just, I, I, I've got to say three things. Um, the days in the diocese. I know days in the diocese can be very hit and miss. Some people have a great experience, some people don't. It depends what diocese your group gets assigned to. It depends what area they're in and so on. 
Um, but I've had some good experiences of that. Um, I also like the catechesis sessions because yep. they, they're really good because you get praise and worship, you get music, you get mass, you get a talk from uh, a really, really good bishop. I had a talk from Cardinal Dolan in 2020. He was Archbishop oh, Dolan. Oh, Cardinal Tagle. So 2012, not 2020. 2020 hasn't happened not yet. Not yet, and it no. won't be either. 2022 is the next exactly. one in Lisbon. Yeah. Cardinal Tagle was good. Oh. We had Bishop Barron on the Wednesday night. That was awesome. Um, but I also like... Just the whole thing about just being surrounded by people who are on fire with their faith. Yes. It's like for a week, um, a city around the world is basically taken over by Catholics. And normally, if you're a Catholic, your experience is that you kind of live in the world, which is maybe a bit hostile to your faith some of the time, but you don't feel as though the world is necessarily in line with your faith. But for that week in that city, it's inverted, and it's like, this is Catholic town. <laughs> and if you're not a Catholic for this week, the odd one out. <laughs> Not that we want to make people feel like they're the odd one out, but you know what I mean. It's great There's to see these cities get them something quite empowering, especially as a young person. You could come from a tiny little parish and you feel like you're the only one in the world that's young that goes to mass, and you mm. end up in this field with millions, and you're like, oh my goodness, it's a universal church, mm. and I'm not alone. So there's there is something about that, definitely that that has a huge impact on people. Yeah. Do you want to tell your story about uh, your experience? Oh, I'd love to. That's a great story. I'd love to. Can I, first though, can I comment on Days of the Diocese? Because yeah. I had a fabulous experience of Days of the Diocese in Canada, mm -hmm. um, to the point where we still are on Facebook chatting with each other, um, saying Christmas gifts and stuff, um, but the family actually flew over when Carl and I got married to come and celebrate oh, nice. us as well, because they were just such a wonderful, lovely people to stay with. So yeah, Days of the Diocese for me is... It's quite an important, powerful experience too. But for me, Wild Youth Day was where I discovered my faith. So I was born and raised as a Catholic and that's fine. I went to church, did my thing, but I didn't really get it. I was sort of counting the days till I could just stop going without it breaking my mum's heart anymore because my mum's Catholic and very dedicated to her faith. and. Um, I was just kind of too scared to say to her that I don't really want to go to church anymore. Um, so I just kept going to keep her happy, really. Um, and then one day, my sister, who is also a very devout Catholic, um, said to me, I really want to go to this trip to Canada to go and see the Pope. Um, but it's quite far and I don't want to go on my own. And I really didn't want to go. I was just like, it's just going to be a holy holiday with a whole load of other Christians. I don't. I'm not going to have a great time at all. But I also had another mindset which was like, mm, I meet a nice guy. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I went uh, and kept my sister company thinking, well, you know, it's, it's Canada. Let's see what happens. It'll be a nice place to go anyway. Um, and then, as I say, we met the family, stayed with them in the days of the diocese, had a lovely time. Uh, we went on speedboats across lakes and met... Um, some fabulous people and then we got to Toronto itself because we've been staying in North Bay which is quite far above Toronto we got to Toronto itself and there was all this festival stuff going on and the catechesis and I was like okay yeah this is this is nice we're still having fun um, and then it got to the opening ceremony where the Pope Saint Pope John Paul II was going to um, officially open the event um, with mass and I remember just sitting in the crowd 
and the helicopter was going over and everyone's getting quite excited but I was kind of like okay well, you know Pope's coming that's nice and then he landed and he got into his Pope mobile and something overwhelmed me and I just had to see him I just had to get close to him I felt a bit like Zacchaeus trying to see Jesus like you can't see him so he's going to climb a tree you know the gospel story I'm talking about mm -hmm. and um so I felt but I just had to I had to see him and I just got bless my sister she was like she just saw me running off into the distance and thought uh-oh I've got a follower because if I lose her my parents will kill me so she was running after <laughs> to this crowd of thousands and I just got the tiniest glimpse of him and it was like his holiness was contagious it was like just seeing him and kind of absorbing being aware of his holiness kind of made everything click into place for me and I realised and I knew deep down in my heart that I was a daughter of God and that that meant something and that I had to do something. So that was really the start of it. That's when I came home and started getting involved with youth ministry and stuff. So, yeah, for me, World Youth Day is very important. <laughs> cool, brilliant. Sorry, that went on a bit. No, 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 that was good, that was good. Did you meet a nice guy at World Youth Day? No. Uh, well, I met JP too, doesn't get better. Well, I didn't uh, meet him. But, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I encountered Jesus too, which is... You know. Yeah, he's a nice guy. The best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually met my wife at World Youth Day. Did you? Yeah, I first met Jilly in, in uh, we were both part of the Lancaster Diocese trip to um, Cologne in 2005. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because I was working for the diocese at the time and she just started working for the diocese. And we got on really well and we had lots of nice sort of chats in the bar in the hotel. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was good. And I didn't have the guts to ask her out. No. Um, I've since discovered that she really wanted me to ask her out at that stage, and I Aww. should have done. I didn't ask her out for nine years after that. That's that's a really, really long story. We lost touch and then we got back in touch. That's too long a story for the podcast. Oh, all those we're, lost years. I know, I know, but we're now happily married and we've got our lovely Timothy, so it worked out. It turned well. out right. It did, yeah. 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 And as, as we've said, if we got married back then, Timothy wouldn't exist. No? Yeah. Yeah, and, Absolutely. and I couldn't imagine the world without Timothy because no. he's lovely. Yeah. There we go. So yeah, World Youth Day, it's, it's good. It does a lot of good. It makes a lot of difference to people. Um, the next thing I put on my list was organisational aspects. Okay. Because I think one thing that everyone says about World Youth Day is um, that some of the organisation isn't exactly crisp. Um, and that is something a lot of people hone in on. But I kind of think, firstly, it's not as bad as people say. But secondly, really, you get three million people in one place. Yeah. I'm it's just, not easy. I was going to say, given the volume of people yeah. you're trying to move about, mm. they do incredibly well. Yeah. Plus feed as well. It's yeah. like, you know, you've got food provided and stuff. I mean, I was talking to a guy the other day who was, we were reminiscing about World Youth Day and, you know, trying to get to Krakow to the campsite was tricky and they were trying to phone, like, throw supplies out into the crowd. And this is Mike, Debs and Mike, and... Uh, yeah. He got an apple to the side of the head because they were just <laughs> like get stuff out to us, but he just didn't see it coming, and they do doink straight off his noggin. <laughs> so there, you know. But it's like anything; some of these things turn into funny anecdotes. So you yeah. know, like I say, there's a lot of people to move around. The logistics are, and they do learn the lessons as well. I mean, because I think when I went to. What's interesting about World Youth Day is when you register for World Youth Day, you get your lanyard. And your lanyard has a code on it, like it says A2 or B5 or whatever. Yeah. And that's where you're supposed to be sitting for the final mass, okay? Now, when we got to Krakow and got our 
lanyards. They all said, I can't remember what it was, let's say it was D2. Mm. And uh, some of the people said to me, well, what's this? And I said, well, that's where we're supposed to be for the final mass. Yeah. But we won't get anywhere near it because we'll get there and it'll be full of people from a certain nation, which we won't name, yes. um, much as we love them. Um, yes. <laughs> but, They're renowned for their pushiness. Yes. Um, <laughs> and their pizza. But we, won't, <laughs> but we won't name this nation. No, I, I love them really, but they do tend to kind of get into pens at World Youth Day where they shouldn't be. Okay. Um, but what happens normally is you get there and the guy on the gate basically shrugs and tells you you've got to do one and go back to like G or something. Yeah. But actually in Krakow we got there and it was properly policed yeah. and actually we got That's into really our good. section. Mm. So they do learn these lessons. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I think people uh, should probably avoid is the World Youth Day accommodation because um, as people may or may not know you do have the option of not only letting World Youth Day feed you and run the events but you do have the option of letting World Youth Day give you some accommodation which is basically going to be the floor of a school gym um, and you get a hose pipe to shower with I would imagine yeah yeah and it's it's pretty dire really it doesn't really work and I think a lot of safeguarding coordinators in dioceses really don't like it there was an English diocese in Madrid who um, did that they turned up and they were told go to this school on this street mm -hmm. and you've each got a little bit oh sorry I should have put my phone on silent shouldn't I outrageous yeah I'm just gonna check mine. It's my dad sending me a WhatsApp. Yeah. Oh. He's he's wondering how our house move is going. Oh. Yeah. And now I'm wondering how his hip is. But okay, that's. He's, he's, he's doing well <laughs> with his new hip, my dad. Yeah. He's, he's doing well. He's doing very well. New hip number two. Yeah. On an X-ray, he must be mostly metal now. Yeah. He's basically Wolverine, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell him that. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, so this diocese, they. Uh, Actually, we can name them because they've done nothing wrong here. It was Port, it was, I think it was Portsmouth, but I might be getting this wrong. Anyway, so they got to uh, they got to this place, and basically it was full of people, and they had no space. So they basically spent the night kind of like sardines in a tin. Sure. And the next morning, they went back to the World Youth Day Accommodation Office and said, this really isn't on, mm. and they shrugged. The next day, their bishop went to the World Youth Day Accommodation Office and said, no, this really isn't on. Mm. So they said, oh, okay, and they moved them. But they mm. moved them to a slightly bigger place where they couldn't get showers, mm. and where there was one toilet between 50 or something like that. Mm. And another diocese had to host them in their hotel so that they could all get a shower. Oh, my goodness. You know, so, yeah, the, getting accommodation from World Youth Day really isn't a good thing. What I would um, say is there are people that would consider maybe that's the cheaper option, yeah. but I think... Um, fundraising is really important mm. when it comes to World Youth Day that actually people out there are really supportive of it and yeah. do really understand that it's a great opportunity for young people so don't be afraid to ask your parishes and deaneries and your diocese to kind of chip in a little bit of money for a, mm. for a pilgrimage um, the other thing I'm just going to mention if you're interested in organising um, it's all going through SimFed this mm. year the National Office of Vocations are not involved. Oh, aren't they? No. I did not know that. <laughs> there you go, Jack. Oh, wow. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's been given to Simfed to organise. So uh, If you're in England and Wales, that if is. If you're in England and Wales. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so things should flow reasonably smoothly, I would yeah. imagine. Although, although, to be fair, NOV did do a great job. They really did. Yeah. Um, it does make sense to have Simfed doing youth ministry stuff. Um, that's been an interesting sticking point in this country the last few years. But yeah. Um, I feel like we could do a whole other podcast about support structures for uh, yeah, yeah. youth ministers. So maybe we'll do that some other time. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to. I, I think we should have guests on the podcast because we'll get fed up with each other. So I think we should have someone from SimFed on eventually, like one of the, the higher ups who can Absolutely. talk to us about it. That'll be great, especially when we're getting up to flame. 
Yes, but, yeah. absolutely. Um, so yeah, it, but it's but World Youth Day is a good experience. Don't let the organisational side of it put you off. But if you're someone organising World Youth Day, and by the way, the reason we wanted to do this now is because it's nearly 2020, and I think when I think for a lot of people who organise World Youth Day trips, if they haven't sorted it out already, this year is the year they're going to want to kind of get their package together absolutely. and yeah. work out who they're going with and where they're staying, that kind of thing. So it's going to be in people's minds this year. Um, the next thing on my list says continuation and prep. Okay. Because this is one of my big soapboxes in youth ministry. Okay. One of my big soapboxes is it's something. You've got people... a couple, haven't you, Jack? Oh, I've got loads of soapboxes. Yeah. <laughs> I could I could just do my own podcast called Jack Rants. Do you remember David Mitchell's soapbox? That was really good. Yeah. He just he just had these little rants about a key topic. I should do that. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. No, one, no one would listen to that no. podcast and it would probably be not so great for me to do that podcast. I think you could build up a lot of anger, Jack, that you know, actually yeah. need to just let go of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's one of my sort of, this isn't, this isn't an angry soapbox, but one of my sort of big themes I keep returning to in youth ministry is this idea of what's called big event mentality. Like big event mentality isn't knocking big events, big events are great, but big event mentality is the idea that all we need to evangelise people is to put on big events. And actually, it's not true. Big events are great. Um, and I actually think stories like yours, mm. people who go to a big event and that's it, they're evangelised, they're there, that's great. Mm. But I don't think that's the norm. I think for most people, it's a process which is gradual. Mm. And I think actually the point about big event mentality is that if after a big event you don't have good continuation with people, mm there isn't somewhere for people to land, then actually the big event is going to kind of be a fire that's going to burn out mm. after a time. So I think if, For me, although, you know, there was that one moment where I can literally name it, mm. there were some serious foundations laid yeah. by my my mum and also my dad, who's not a Catholic, but he when they got married, he took his vows. And so he really supported her in raising us Catholic. Um, so th there were those foundations there, whether or not I was aware of them, they were there. So when the time came for me to be, my faith to be um, sparked to life that way, I could then take responsibility for it when I came back home. So I knew what channels I could go down to try and sustain it and keep it going. Whereas I think, like you say, if you just mm. come back and you've had an amazing experience, but there's no follow up, but you've not got those kind of signposts to work out where you're, you're going to go, it, you just, yeah, you will just kind of lose it again, it'll just fizzle out, sadly. So people organising World Youth Day trips, don't just think about the trip, think about before, think about after, think about the discipleship process, and if you haven't already, read Forming Intentional Disciples by Sherry Waddell, because it's an absolutely brilliant book. We should, we should do a podcast on books, actually. I said that. I'm sure did, I said that. Oh, okay, I'm stealing your ideas, aren't I? Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe we just have we've just known section. each other so long. We just <laughs> have the same ideas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So continuation, really, really important. Forming essential disciples, really great book. Um, finally, in the World Youth Day topic, uh, World Youth Day 2022. It's happening in Portugal. Have you ever been to Portugal? I have not. No, I've only been to Madeira, the island. Ah. It's nice. Okay. It's very. It's two facts about Madeira. Okay. It's very, very, very uh, colourful. So there's lots of different plants and flowers there. Okay. And Cristiano Ronaldo's from Madeira. Okay. Yeah. Are you interested in either of those facts at all? The plant, pretty plant thing, is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Ronaldo. Psh, don't care. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
But yeah, it's happening in Portugal. Um, it's happening in Lisbon, which is going to be brilliant. <coughs> I, I'm pretty sure Fatima's going to come into play. At this point, we don't know a lot about it. No. I mean, we could give you like the pieces of scripture or that it's based around and the patron saints and that kind of thing. Um, but uh, we don't know uh, when it's going to be. I think we know the theme. I'm just scrolling down. And by the way, I'm doing no more precise research here than the Wikipedia page. Okay. Well, that's going to be good and reliable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing, well, actually, Wikipedia is pretty reliable. It's good. It's, yeah, it's better yeah. than it is. Studies have shown that Wikipedia is generally quite reliable. Which studies are they, Jack? Well, I don't know. I can't <laughs> quote them, but. Yeah. You can't cite research without citing the research, I'm afraid. Yeah, okay. I've got a scientific background, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, according to Wikipedia, which may be right or may not be right, we don't know, okay. According to Wikipedia, by the way, if, if you want to laugh, go to uh, YouTube and Google Professor Wikipedia, because it's basically a professor regurgitating vandalised Wikipedia entries. Amazing. It's quite funny. I think it's a bit rude, but nevertheless quite funny. Okay, according to Wikipedia, on the 22nd of June 2019, I'm just reading for the page here. This is a great podcast, isn't it? Um, Pope, <laughs> Pope, Francis, <laughs> Pope Francis announced that the theme of the event will be, quote, Mary arose and went with haste, which is Luke 139. Um, obviously, uh, Lisbon is close to Fatima. So Fatima, I would guess, is going to feature in it very heavily. Uh, the Fatima Saints are going to be patrons of the event, of which there are quite a few, by the way. Patrons, that is, not the Fatima Saints. So yeah, Fatima's going to make an appearance in the yeah. same way that the Divine Mercy did in Krakow. Um, it's going to be a big part of the spirituality. We don't know the dates yet. Nope. I'm expecting it to be quite a big one, because World Youth Days that are in Europe, in Catholic countries, yeah. are normally pretty big. Yeah. normally looking 2 million plus. Yeah. The ones that are out of Europe... If they're in Catholic countries, then they tend to be big-ish. If they're not in Catholic countries outside of Europe, they tend to be not so big, like yeah. Toronto and uh, Sydney. Mm. Mm -hmm. But Sydney had a massive mm. impact, though, didn't it, mm. on Australia? <coughs> um, with regards to investment into school chaplaincy and that kind mm. of thing, the bishops really kind of got on board and used it as a massive... Yeah catalyst for doing some serious youth ministry out there so it had excellent um, mm. follow-up well there's, there's there's a huge move to bring world youth day to this country to mm. england and i think a lot of people who are pushing that are pushing that because they hope when it happens it will give a huge boost to our youth services yeah yeah i don't think it's close to happening that's a shame yeah would you like to see it in england yeah, I would. Yeah, I would as well, actually. I think because I mean, if you've got to look at when Pope Benedict came over in 2010, there was so much negativity <coughs> in the run-up to it, wasn't there? But actually, when he mm. came, and I mean, we went to see him, didn't we? we went to Hyde mm. Park. It was just amazing, mm. and it had such a great impact, um, you know, across the board, really. So I think World Youth Day would be even better and even yeah. bigger. So. But it's been talked about a lot. I know um, from a friend of mine who used to work with the Bishops' Conference that. After 2005, there was a meeting, and the plan was to have the final mass at, I think, RAF Northolt. Okay. Yeah, or one of the RAF bases in London. It might have been Uxbridge, but I think it was Northolt. Um, that was the plan, uh, but it kind of didn't really go anywhere. 
and because there's been pressure for years I mean uh, Father Christopher Jameson he probably wouldn't mind me passing this on when he was head of NOV he used to lead on World Youth Day for this country and he said that whenever he was in Rome the people in Rome used to say come on when are you guys making a bid for World Youth Day oh yeah. interesting so there's, there's that pressure there and there's that pressure from Rome well that sounds only... like it should be a secret don't tell anyone listeners yeah um <laughs> I don't think he I don't think he might be passing that on if, if, if he does might be passing that on sorry father <laughs> <laughs> it's all right we get on um yeah so and i think it's been discussed but i think it's never kind of broken to the level where actually something's happened sure because i think the bishops were a bit um still a bit fatigued from organizing the papal, the papal visit in 2010 yeah so i think they probably don't want to do that again quite quickly but i think we'll be forced eventually yeah so i think it will be i suspect it could quite possibly be the next european one that would be amazing which will be circa 2027 when, wow, I'll be nearly 50. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll find some way to go. <laughs> I'll, if I'm still in post, I'll, I'll need helpers, Jack. It'd be grand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I won't live in this diocese or no, be anywhere near you. That's but, fine. We'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> now, what we, what we said we were going to do was we were going to end each, uh, or sort of end, each uh, little thing with a quiz. So I've got a five-question quiz for Lizzie. Five-question quiz. Yeah. Okay. Okay, question one yes. for you, Elizabeth Wakeling. Yes. Which World Youth Day was the biggest in terms of numbers? Oh, um, uh, Krakow. No. I don't know. Manila, 1995, 5.1 million people. No way! <laughs> yeah. The what, numbers... was, what was Rome in the Jubilee year? I think it was two million. Oh. Yeah, I think. Oh, by the way, no one's ever quite sure about the numbers. There's always a huge dispute about the numbers. Yeah. I mean, because the official number for Krakow was three million. Mm. Someone sort of, again, someone fairly senior in this country told me that the national coordinators widely thought that three million was a bit of a big fat porky pie. <gasps> yeah. No. So, it yeah. felt like three million. It did. I, I mean, <coughs> I did a rough head count while I was there. I would say three million. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've just got this great image of you up on like going one, two, three, four. <laughs> no, they moved! Start again! <laughs> Sit still! <laughs> just need about 70 hours to do this. <laughs> okay, so so far you are 0, oh, no. 0 for 1, as the oh, Americans no. would say. <clears throat> when was the first one? I don't know. Kind of depends how you look at yeah. it, but 1984. 84? Yeah. I was three! Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. Other than Italy, slash Vatican City. Yes. Which two countries have hosted the event twice? Why are you asking me all these really difficult questions? I'm going to give you a clue. We've talked about both these countries this evening in a bit of detail. They're both European countries. They're both quite Catholic. Um, um, pass. I'll give you a clue. One begins with P and ends with Oland. I was going to say Oland, <coughs> but everyone was really excited when we went because of like the whole JP2 connection, mm. like it hadn't ever happened before. Nah, Chester Cove in 1993. Oh. Yeah. And Spain. I think okay. it was Chester Cove in 91 or 93. Anyway, but Spain also had it in Santiago de Compostela before Ooh. Madrid in 2011. So there we go. <coughs> Question number four. Which item tours around before each World Youth Day? The World Youth Day Cross. Yeah! Yay! Well done. You've finally got one with no help. <laughs> question number five, and you better get this because I've basically given you the answer, forgetting that this was a question. Question number five, which is the only major European country not to have hosted the event? Would that be us in it England? Is, it is. England, or in Catholic, in Catholic terms, we're England and Wales. England and Wales. Mustn't yes, forget the Welsh. Absolutely. Yeah.
Absolutely. Okay. So yeah, that's that's the end of our first podcast. Did did you enjoy it, Lizzie? It was good fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think we got something here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I constantly have ideas, and I never mind if I have ideas that don't work. So mm. if no one listens to it, we'll just go and do something else. And if people listen to it, we'll do another one. But I think you know, we're quite good at the Catholic banter, you and I. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we should carry on doing it even if nobody listens because yeah. it's good fun. Yeah. Or we can just call it having a chat on the phone. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, <laughs> if you want to kind of send us emails or send us messages or, um, you know, correct things we've said, because I'm bound to have made a ton of mistakes in this one, um, the email address is just my email address, which is mail at jackregan.net. Jack Regan is all one word, J-A-C-K-R-E-G-A-N, okay? Um, don't look at the website, there's nothing there. Trust me on this, it's really, really dull. Um, yeah, e email mail at jackregan.net. We'll get a proper Catholic Banter podcast email address one day when we get a bit more professional. But that's it. Lizzie, anything to say before we sign off? God bless you all and have a fabulous rest of your advent in the run up to Christmas. You, you know what we should do that I, I never thought of is we should, uh, we should probably start with a prayer like a glory be and we didn't do that. Should we close with a prayer? Should we close with a glory be? Can I pray, pray? Go for it, yeah. Can I pray, pray? That would be amazing. I just want to give thanks for um, the time that we've spent together, Jack. Not just this evening, but in the last 10, 11, 12 years, as long as we've, however long we've known each other. I want to pray for those who will be coordinating World Youth Day. I want to pray for all those young people and the leaders that will attend World Youth Day. I want to ask, Lord, that you will come into their hearts so that they may come to know and love you more just as World Youth Day Toronto helped me to come to know and love you more and I want to pray for any future listeners out there that may come up across <coughs> this podcast and think yeah these two aren't too bad I think I can tolerate them for a little while and uh, hopefully they'll get something from our podcast that they can take with them as well so let's finish with glory be to the Father, and, and to the Son, and, and to the, the Holy Spirit, Spirit as, as it was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and ever shall be, world without end. end. Amen. Amen.